0: Hello and welcome to the Newbie Dentist Podcast, the safe place for newbie dentists to connect, collaborate, learn, and grow. The Newbie Dentist Podcast aims to provide high quality and high value content for all the newbie dentists out there. With your host, Dr. Azami. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Newbie Dentist Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Omid Azemi, and I am thrilled to be here with my good friend today, Dr. Scott Buckley. Scott is a general dentist working at Vanier Dental Group in Abbotsford, British Columbia. Uh, Scott completed his Bachelor of Science at the University of British Columbia before embarking to Australia to attend the University of Melbourne, where I met him, uh, for his Doctor of Dental Surgery, where he graduated in 2015. He has been working as an associate for about two years now and enjoys all facets of general dentistry and the challenges that it brings. So, Scott, thanks a lot for uh, being here with me today. I'm super excited to catch up with you. I haven't talked to you in a while, actually. and yeah. um, So I'm just excited to have you on the show and, and kind of catch up a little bit. And, and, you know, you've always been such a good uh, sort of a mentor for me. Um, so I've learned a lot from you. And so it's a good opportunity for me to talk to you and hopefully pick up a few other things, and then we can share that with the listeners too. So, yeah. Um, so why don't you just tell us a bit, a bit about yourself and the kind of work you've been doing for the past, you know, a couple of years that you've been working as an associate now. And uh, we'll sort of take it from there.
1: Yeah, so it's been pretty exciting, quick, just under two years now for um, since we've graduated Melbourne, um, moved back, I think it was February and then February 2016 and was starting working March 2016. So once you got all the boards and sort and your certificates and all that stuff and joined a good group, great practice good group of guys there and you know started out just a little bit of shadowing to see how they kind of talk to their patients and you know so you blended in pretty good with them and then they threw me into the deep end doing uh, molar root canals and crowns and pulpotomies and everything all on the first day so that was kind of a whirlwind to get going, but yeah, no, it's been, um, it's been great. And then it's just been a lot of general dentists. We treat kids, um, all ages, all medical, um, compromised patients, all that stuff, root canals, crown bridges. Uh, we restore implants, um, and then peds. Yeah. General dentistry, perio fillings, that sort of stuff. But Still learning, still a lot to learn. You you know, even after this while it's you feel like you haven't done a lot, but um you're getting quicker and getting better and more predictable and that stuff, which is great.
0: That's awesome. Yeah, so one of the uh first things that I wanted to talk to you about was um so I've been, you know, working so I'm basically one year behind you. Um yeah. we've gone through a similar path. So um what if anything changed like after that first year of being an associate, sort of in that second year like Um, you know obviously like you mentioned you're getting a bit faster you're getting a bit more confident and producing some more uh, predictable work Um, but just an overall sense of things maybe uh, more so in like treatment planning and maybe gaining confidence in like larger sort of more complex treatment plans Um, have you seen any improvements in in those areas and um, if you can just touch on that and And any recommendations that you have for like me going forward into that second year, what I should be more focusing on type thing?
1: Well, it really depends how you're practicing. I think like for in our group, it it was there was a lot of push to, you know, get a lot quicker and running one to two rooms to, you know, some of the dentists at the practice have four surgeries that they're running. So it's getting up to that speed, but not compromising on your on your um, quality either. Uh, so, it's a lot of, uh, I found a lot of mental preparedness. Um, you know, when can you go in for freezing for one patient and while you're freezing for, or while you're waiting for the freezing to work for that patient, you're doing something else or then you have, you know, even a filling that you're doing in one room but you have one of your assistants maybe doing some impressions for a night guard or for Essex or, you know, something always going uh, so you're never really wasting your time. Uh, and then it, then it was just... Learning your, your instruments and learning, you know, how, how hard is a Toffelmeyer to put on when you got like a subgingival margin that's, <laughs> you know, cutting a corner. How much yeah. time do you play doing that? Yeah. And it's just, just those little things uh, that I found help quite a bit. But um, okay,
0: so um, one thing I've I mean, <clears throat> one of I work in a couple of different offices and one of them that I work at um, is, you know, is similar to yours in that, you know, there's a few dentists that work there. It's a bit of a larger practice that's been there for a while and uh one thing i'm still not like i haven't fully gotten it down yet with the timing and i want to improve and this is what i'm hoping i can get some tips from you is um yeah. with hygiene like uh so some days where i'm working we have like three hygiene going and yeah, yeah. so that's a lot of checks so a lot of hygiene checks oh. so and i i mean i don't book myself a lot of time because i do like to work pretty quickly and, it, and my speed is you know it, it has improved a lot but i was pretty quick to begin with because i'm just not the kind of guy to sort of <laughs> uh, take my time with things uh, yeah so I Do you have how did you time it because I find my, my hygienists they come to me like when they're ready and they're like oh we're ready for a yeah. check and then that yeah. doesn't buy me any time to sort of plan what with what I'm doing to like no. leave it off at a good point um, so no. if you have any tips with that like that'd be awesome
1: yeah so Depends how you're, are they coming like physically to you to call you or do you have some form of pager system or?
0: Uh, they've been coming physically to tell me. Yeah.
1: Okay. Okay. Yeah. So in our clinic, we have a little pager system. So each op has, a you know, certain numbers and then each dentist is rep- represented by a different color. When I started out, you know, I wasn't doing that many hygiene checkups because it just gave me the time to focus on my patients and kind of build that relationship. Yeah. Uh, we've started to, every other Wednesday, we're bringing in more hygiene. And then I'm just dedicated to doing those checks. So I mentally know every hour I need to be doing a, a hygiene check. So that was a really, just a change in the mindset of how you practice. You know, instead of being done at 5, five two or something, that you have to be done at quarter two. And that gives you the, the extra time to go do your hygiene check. Yeah. Um,
0: so is there... The other- are the, sorry, yeah. um, are the appointments like scattered at all? Or is it like, or
1: they're, it... they're, pre- they're pretty consistent in our practice. Every hour on the hour is usually a hygiene.
0: Okay.
1: That's great. I uh, yeah. got six hygienists running full time wow, and then yeah. one CDA. Uh, so the CDA is every half an hour, unless they're going to be doing, um, sealants or something. Then I think they get 45 minute appointments, yeah. uh, for, Saturdays now, it's quite different because we're actually only having two dentists at the clinic on Saturdays and then we'll run, you know, three to four chairs of hygiene or CDA or something like that. And that's a little bit different because Saturdays are just, I don't know if you've experienced it, just completely different. Everyone waits till Saturday call in for an emergency. Sure. so you're, yeah. yeah, your day just changes that drastically. So anytime I get up out of my chair, I have a break if I'm doing, you know, a working length x-ray and endo. I'm walking up and down the hall. Do you need to check? Do you need to check? Do you need to check?
0: Um, okay, so yeah, pretty so, proactive with it.
1: Yeah, especially, you know, Saturdays when you know you're busy and they they always, at least, they always buzz you at the wrong time. Yeah. <laughs> Either you're just applying the bond and then you get the buzz and you're like, yeah, really, I'm not finished.
0: Yet.
1: Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, it's it's also working with them to, you know, they shouldn't be buzzing you with two minutes left of the appointment. Yeah. No, that's not realistic on either end, but Mm -hmm. no, the, the girls that we work with are pretty, pretty good about it.
0: And did you, so did you just, um, sort of fall into the system that had going at the practice or do you have your own way that you do it and you've communicated that with the hygienist?
1: Um, for the Saturdays, because I'm the consistent one on Saturday, that's the one where I was like, Hey, do you guys mind if I just pop in whenever I'm free? Um, and they appreciate that. It lets them work a little bit quicker. Um, You know, there's some downside to it. You're not seeing the full finished cleaning, like the teeth aren't 100%. But at the same time, it gives you that opportunity to kind of talk to the patient about, hey, you're missing this area, you're missing this area. I can actually visually see this now. Um,
0: Okay. But then,
1: yeah, other than that, just kind of fall in with what the other dentists are doing throughout the.
0: Yeah. Because I've been thinking I should, um, and I haven't done this yet. So I want to, I should talk to them like in the morning or because it's usually the same, you know, hygienist that I work with as well. Yeah. And, um, just say like, if you're going to come physically to tell me, just come like with 10 minute window, like afterwards, yeah. uh, like don't come like right when you need me. So then I have <laughs> sort of a, like a leeway to like, kind of work with and, and, oh. um, and go from there. So that's pretty cool. Um,
1: yeah. It, like I'm guessing you're, you're doing, flu- or they're doing the fluoride treatment or something. So get them to pop in before the fluoride.
0: Yeah. That's not a bad idea. yeah,
1: then they can go back and that, you know, that'll buy them, you know, three, four minutes to do the fluoride or whatever they're doing. Mm-hmm. and then if they're sitting there waiting for another four four minutes it's really not that long for them but yeah. it gives you 10 minutes right
0: yeah no that's good and it sucks good you don't want, it looks bad too i think to make the patient wait and like yeah. the hygienist is running late so they're not happy with you either so <laughs> <laughs> um yeah i mean you learn these things from with time i guess right so yeah uh, yeah but yeah it's cool so i think that's a good way of doing it i should communicate a bit better with them and and sort of go from there so, um, in terms of, like, general dentistry, um, what, uh, like, do you have any, like, re- uh, dental pearls, as they say? Like, any random tips that you've picked up that you've, like, you found, to, like, you've mentioned the uh, toffermar with the subgingival. Yeah, yeah. Um So, give me a few of those if you got it. would be cool to sort of see what you've picked up and uh, just any random, I mean, it could be restor- within restorative or with, like, crown and bridge or even with, like... Um, like exams and stuff, do you have any like hacks or like cheats or tricks or anything that you've picked up over the last past couple of years?
1: Yeah, like, especially at the practice we're at, where it's a very good reputation at our practice. So you, you want to be able to, to flow in and treatment plan the same as everyone else there. So you're not kind of that standalone guy and giving the practice a bad name. I find the biggest change from school to now is just how you deal with the patients. There's going to be so much ideal treatment versus compromised treatment that it might actually come down to the cost of the of the treatment like I know when we were in Melbourne it was always everything was pretty much free for anyone so we treatment okay you got a root canal and then we could do the crown and then we you know it, it was this is what you need and this is what we need to do but when we're out practicing with patients and you know the demographic at our practice is very 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 wide like you got people who are on the government supported and then people are doing full mouth rehab. So it's it's working with the patient I found was the biggest thing, um, pa- patient expectations. How many of the times that they don't realize they're going to be sore after you take a tooth out or, you know, it's just, it's just communicating that. Yeah, and for sure. You know, how many times you get a phone call back saying, oh my tooth hurts or something or it's sensitive or and you're like yes i warned you about that you know this this is to be expected and it's just that that change i don't know if i have any special pearls about how to do a filling any better or how to take a tooth out any better but i think it's just spending the time to talk to the patient the number of patients that we get in that you don't want to rush them they're and actually the, the funny thing is, is with the social media is actually how quickly people will give you a negative review or something if, yeah. Yeah. if, if they're not happy about one certain thing. But, um, yeah, I, I, think it's just spending that time with the patient, talking to them. Um, there, there's a little bit of finesse not to scare them away either. Um, <laughs> you know, if you're talking every possible complication about <laughs> a whiskey distraction.
0: I'm actually amazed, like, uh, like I'll be taking out a wisdom tooth or like doing an endo or something and I'm going through the risk and I'm just looking at them. I'm like, they're not going to do this. They're going to say like, no no chance. And they're like, okay, do it. I'm like, all right, you sure? Like,
1: yeah. Uh, right. It. You know, and, and how do you say like the potential risk of laterogenic damage to adjacent teeth? And they're like, Oh, what's that? <laughs> oh, you know, when I accidentally cut your tooth, <laughs> like, yeah. you know, you, you don't say that, yeah. but I find, I don't know, you and I were quite similar humor. Yeah. With a patient, it can go a very, very long way. For sure. But um, Oh, you know what? One of the ones for local anesthetic. Yeah. How many patients absolutely hate the needle and how to distract someone and all that stuff. And there was a tip that um, the owners, the brothers, showed me and their dad used to do it. A little bit frowned upon at school, but you would actually hold the cheek with your hand. Yeah. And then give it a really good wiggle when you're you're inserting the needle
0: yeah
1: and it really masks any of the pinch any of the discomfort that they're having and you know i've had a lot of patients kind of say wow that was the, the painless needle i've ever felt but um that's like a saying tip. that yeah there, been, there, I... there's a needle uh stick injury risk there <laughs> yeah
0: there is and i um yeah usually like i do i do that with the mirror which is not as nice i feel like yeah. i shake the yeah. cheek with the mirror but uh, yeah, the only time I use my fingers, uh, sometimes, uh, when I'm giving blocks, and, like those patients have like the chubbier yeah. sort of cheeks and you can't really see any yeah. anatomy or anything. Um, I just do that to like feel the, like the interior of the ramus there. So kind of give me a little bit of a guide. Oh, especially
1: um, like a full denture or something. Yeah. That's... Yeah.
0: Yeah. Or they're missing some posterior teeth and stuff. So, yeah. um, uh, that's pretty cool. Uh, yeah. So, uh, next things I sort of want to touch on, uh, was a bit of prowess. Um, so oh, six yeah. single unit crowns and stuff. Yeah. Um, so I know I've, I talked to you in the past, uh, just messaging over Facebook and stuff and I hadn't, I hadn't been doing a lot of that. Um, mm-hmm. but luckily like this past, you know, maybe five weeks, like I guess the treatment plans kind of, uh, came in and, and the insurance, um, like predeterminations got approved and stuff. So, yeah. um, yeah. I just had like a bunch of them just pile up in the past month. Um, so I've been getting a few reps doing them. So I wanted to sort of get your workflow and, and see what you're doing and what you find has been successful. Um, to so just give you an example, I, I was doing one uh, a couple of weeks ago. Um, and normally I like to do the, uh, make the temp crown before I take the impression. Um, so that way okay. if there's any, like if I've under reduced it or something, it kind of usually shows up in a temporary a little bit Like it'll be quite thin in certain areas okay. or, okay. um, and for this particular case, I don't know why I just, I took the impression and then, for the life of me, I just couldn't make a temporary. I don't know what happened. I don't know if like the, um, the putty got distorted or something. I literally like the, the, uh, prep took me like, I don't know, like 10, 15 minutes, but I was sitting there for like a good 45 minutes trying to make a temporary. So I was, like, so if you have any of those tips, that'd be pretty handy.
1: <laughs> yeah. So I guess it, it'll come down to, you know, what your assistant is doing, doing what we do. We don't use the putty. We just take a quick alginate. Yeah. Uh, of the pre op. Yeah. And then uh, at the end, I actually get the assistant to put the pro temp in and they make the temp and then I come back and polish it all and that stuff. Um, for crown and bridge, you know, a lot of mine have been from root canals. Mm-hmm. Uh, like just the general patient base that I was getting at the start was a lot of emergencies, a lot of toothaches. So I did a lot of the root canals and then I would do the crowns afterwards. So for me, it was, you know, one month was root canal month and the next month was uh crown month like it, it just really weird how you say it just works out you just get that influx of crowns all of a sudden yeah. um for crown preps you know the, the basics occlusal reduction and then i do the margins and the real main advantage i've had um we've actually had a lab in the same building right next door to us oh, the yes. lab tech comes in takes yeah. our shade guide and oh
0: really you know, I, get, That's great. I get
1: the opportunity to go back into his lab and i look at you know, Ryan and Ashley's um preps and just, you know, fifteen years or however long they've been doing it, thirteen years of practice, and then it gives you something to strive for. You're like, okay, like, am I under prepping? Am I over prepping? So I think that's where I've learned the best it's is really actually valuable. working with it's my awesome lab to and... have
0: that resource there. Um oh, it It's amazing yeah, it's, like how bad it looks on the stone sometimes. <laughs> like I'll prep oh, I'll prep it and then i am like it looks pretty good and I'll take an impression and the impression looks good. And then the model comes yeah. back, I'm like, this is, like, terrible. Yeah, <laughs> <What>? <laughs>
1: <It's>,
0: yeah. yeah. <laughs> I've, I've been
1: spending a lot more time, like, smoothing edges and yeah. everything. Um, now, for your, your reduction, the one thing that the lab guy was telling me is, uh, what sort of material are you using for the bite reg?
0: Um, I think we just, we just have, like, a PVS-based material yeah. that we use. Yeah,
1: yeah, so it's, it's quite, he- like, thick, right, yeah, or a stiff yeah. once it's all done? Yeah. So what I do now is I, I do my ideal reduction. Mm-hmm. And then at the very end, after my prep, I do the bite reg first. I take that part and I hold it up to the light. If you can see light shining through it, you've underprepped. So then I can go back and That's a good tip. make that make the adjustment and then do yeah. my final and make my attempt.
0: Okay, nice. Um,
1: uh, so that, that was a that was a nice little tip I got. Yeah, one,
0: um, one good one that I got was... Um... From the one of the guys I work with, um, he's been doing dentistry for a while too. He's probably 20 or 20 or so years in. Um, he uses the uh, ball burnisher, so like he has like a like the ones you just use for like you know packing your composite and stuff. Um, yeah. He's got like one end will be like two like one, 1. 1.5 millimeters and the other end is like about two millimeters. So he says if I can run the ball burnisher like with the patient biting, mm-hmm. um, if I can run it through the contact like through the occlusal reduction there. Yeah. Um, so that's a good way that he checks to make sure he's got like his you know clearance enough clearance. Um, yeah. But yeah, I like I like that bite registration one. we will give that a try. Um, really the good.
1: other one that I I've done a few this way. Um, again, it was a YouTube video. I think it was Gladwell Laboratories okay. about this. Uh, what, what do they call it? Reverse prep or or oh, something. Oh, I wanted that
0: to try stuff. that. Yeah. So you run the margin with like a round burr first.
1: Yeah. 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 So I've done that. And, uh, you know, I probably cut 10 minutes, five minutes out of my crown prep time really? doing it.
0: And you get a nice margin and with it?
1: I get it. I get a really nice margin. But the issue I found is so many of my teeth are ones that have broken on a patient. And again, I'm, I'm a lot of the emergency side of things. So mm-hmm. it's broken cusp off. So they're always subgingival, always quite deep decay or something along that line. Yeah. And running that ball down that deep doesn't work for doesn't, me. Yeah. So it's still, you know, run the margin pretty qu- quick and definitely, you know, talking to the, my lab uh, afterwards, he, he was happy with how things were looking. So um, impressions were honestly still a struggle to this day for me. Yeah. Do you do it or perfect. does your assistant do it? Uh, for the final impression, I do it. Okay. So I do the light body along the tooth. Yeah. Um, and, you know, it's probably 50-50. Maybe not that bad, but um getting it a, right the
0: first time. Yeah, do you use a triple tray or you do like a full arch for each like a separate thing? um
1: Bridges, full arch right away, um, and then usually just a sectional uh, tray. I don't yeah. do the triple tray.
0: Okay. But. Yeah, I've heard. I heard. Uh, like one lab tech told me, like triple trays are pretty good in general, but he said like once in a while, like the the bite will be pretty off. Yeah. Um, so sure. then you'll get in trouble with it. So. Uh, yeah. it's good to be. And what? Uh, so what are you using um, for like posterior molars? Are you using like just like Emax, or are you using PFM still, or is um, no? Or? I, I
1: I've never done an Emax since graduating. I've done very few PFM's, mostly just for the metal occlusals. Yeah. Um, but most of the stuff I'm doing for molars is the Bruxer zirconia. Yeah. And then for premolars and that, it's usually like a PFZ sort of style. Uh, or or pre-molar forward is pfz um the most the most i'm only really doing zirconia crowns at this point or gold crowns
0: is there does it a reason for that or just personal preference or
1: Uh, i think like with the bruxer you can kind of prep it very similarly to a gold crown at least you know i have been Mm -hmm. and getting really good results with it strength wise is amazing aesthetics with the lab lab that we're using um He's phenomenal. He is absolutely his his work comes back. And then again, it's it's one of these things where it's hey this, this it's a little bit gray or it's a little bit too yellow or needs more at something. Mm-hmm. It, it, he'll be like okay, no worries. Give me twenty minutes. Takes the crown back That's to his so lab. Nice. So what a luxury. It, yeah, brings it back. You know, for a lot of the times it, it might throw a little bit of a issue into your day because yeah, now you got patients yeah. there longer, but. No, it, it, that's that's been good. Um, yeah, the PFM's, like I said, uh, mostly for uh, really bruxing or worn dentition that I'm worried about um, opposing teeth rubbing.
0: Yeah, and um, how are you? Bond- so, what are you cementing your zirconia with? Are you just using resin or
1: uh, zirconia? I'm doing um, was it Ivoclean, Monobond, and then um, Multilink yeah. for a lot of. Uh, then I got, you know, multi link transparent, opaque, and that stuff to help mask different things. Mm -hmm. Uh, one of the dentists is using Ceramir, which I want to start trying. It's one of those new bioceramic, um, cements. Okay. Uh, so basically you apply it like, um, that Fuji plus that we were using before. Yeah. And you let it sit, wipe off and you're done. No etching, but it's supposed to be bonding. It's supposed to be really well for zirconia. He's haven't had any really popping off so
0: that's pretty cool because it's it's a bit finicky like um the whole resin bonding of oh. crowns um, yeah It's so like moisture I miss control. yeah I, I miss the fuji plus you kind of just push it and get the <laughs> patient to bite down and you, you're good to go so yeah yeah okay that's awesome um yeah so what do you like what's your average week like now um are you working like four days a week or
1: no i do uh tuesday to saturday and then Tuesday, Thursday, I do a little bit of a longer day, 8 till 6.30. Yeah. Uh, Wednesday, Friday, 8 till 5. And then Saturday, 8 till 3, but without a lunch. So you work straight through.
0: Yeah. So you're, pretty, you're keeping pretty busy. So how, that's a, it's pretty, like, from all the people I've been talking to and all the jobs I've been seeing, I think um, you really did get yourself into, like, a fantastic, like, situation, where like, working-wise. Yeah. So what's your sort of game plan then, like, you know, next, like, three years? Um, are you (laughs) happy where you are or do you want to sort of slowly branch out on your own or uh, have you thought about it at all or?
1: Yeah, like, uh, thought about it quite a bit. Like even before heading in, the idea was open up your own practice, do the own business, that whole side of thing. Yeah. But after joining with these guys, it's been such a great fit. I've learned a lot. They're keeping me busier than I could believe. Um, and I never really thought about buying in before, like during school. Mm-hmm. But I, I, I definitely think it's a practice that I'd be wanting to and willing to to buy into and kind of grow in the same um, community and stay in the same clinic and everything. So it's yeah. been, a, it's been a great fit, and it's definitely changed the way I was thinking. Um, I have absolutely no issues staying with these guys. And
0: have you guys had hopefully. that that conversation yet, or?
1: Uh, you, you know in passing nothing yeah. like sit down and be like <laughs> yeah. all right so the details is no mm-hmm. it's like yeah you you know save up you can buy in and you know then you'll be running your own practice and all the benefits that you get for running your own practice sure. um, just even on the business side of what you can write off in your tax deductions and yeah all that stuff yeah
0: and um what have you sort of been doing in terms of uh like uh, ce courses like past a little bit Um, I know you, you've been pretty busy, so it's probably hard for you to get away as well, but, um, is it mostly like formal classes or are you doing like online courses or just sort of like unofficially just like YouTube and other like forums and stuff that you've been doing mostly?
1: You know, a lot of just been the unofficial stuff. Um, I've done the major conferences. So in Vancouver, there's a Pacific dental conference that I've done the last two years. Okay. Um, then there's some study groups, study clubs out this way that, there's usually a specialist that hosts it and then comes in. So I'll, I'll make sure I get to those, meet some other dentists in the area. But I haven't, like, just, I, I have done the sedation one, actually. I shouldn't say that. UBC hosted the sedation for the nitrous and the...
0: Or oh, the moderate uh, sedation?
1: Yeah, the, the minimal sedation one.
0: Yeah. Have you been doing much of that? Because I just did the course as well. Yeah. Um... Probably just, like, under a month ago. And, um, okay. So I've just, I've, like, applied, because you get, like, a temporary permit here um, once you finish the course, and then you have, I think, three months to, like, submit five cases to the college. Oh, um, really? And then they'll have to review it, because it's a it's, uh, moderate sedation, so you can mix, like, or, like, um, like, triazlam and, like, nitrous together. Okay, okay, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. So it's, like, a little bit of a deeper sort of sedation. So, yeah, I've um, yeah, been excited to, like, excited to try that out. So have you had, have you done any cases under sedation, or...
1: Uh, quite a few, you know, mostly nitrous seems mm-hmm. to be the main pick for a lot of the patients. Yeah. Um, mostly f- for the reason that they can drive home and be okay right after.
0: Yeah. Um, That's a big factor.
1: Yeah, I've done quite a few like wisdom teeth and quadrant dentistry and that stuff with the nitrous. Root canal is not my favorite thing to do with nitrous, but we've done a few of those uh, extractions. Uh, other than that, yeah, we, we do a lot of... Uh, um, Ativan more than the triazolam mm-hmm. just for, I find the Adivan doesn't conk them out the same.
0: Okay. So a bit more if,
1: alert. A, a lot more alert. Yeah. yeah. Not, I shouldn't say a lot, but you know, you don't have to like carry them to the car. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah, that, that's, that's the biggest thing I think is just anxiety relief. Mm-hmm. Uh, kids a little bit with the nitrous. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it, it's been good that way. I, I honestly, that's probably the best one that I've taken that I've applied in practice the most. Um, I've done a lot of courses for root canals and that stuff because I was getting a lot of them.
0: Okay. I I it, was it hands on or more like theory? No, just, just
1: all didactic. or, um, what is it? Yeah. Is it didactic? Whatever. All yeah. lectures. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so what, yeah. uh, what system are you using for endo in your office?
1: Uh, pretty, Almost ninety percent of the cases would be pro taper gold
0: okay that's what I used to I love I love those files I just the feel of them the feel of them is like pretty nice
1: yeah like two of the other dentists at the clinic were using um, twisted files and I started using those and you know I really didn't know I wasn't particularly fond of the system that we were using in Melbourne just of how many measurements you had to take and how many different files we yeah. were well, it was like a hybrid m2 system it was
0: yeah. Yeah.
1: It was hard. It made <laughs> it go a lot longer than it needed to be. So I was willing to try other files. These twisted files.
0: Is it like wave one you're talking about? or
1: No, no. The uh, TF files. Oh, okay, yeah. yeah,
0: TF So, you know,
1: instead of the, the flutes being cut, they're twisted into shape. So they
0: yeah.
1: resist uh, fracture. Mm-hmm. But they unwind. And mine were unwinding all the time. And I had no idea what, I, like, the tactile feedback. I was torquing out all the time. Like, it was it was taking me way too long to actually get through a simple root canal. Mm -hmm. And then I got a a free sample of these pro taper gold at um, the PDC and tried that and just how efficient they cut. Yeah. Was beautiful. And I think, and then you can pre bend them. Exactly. So you, you know, upper molar, upper sevens that used to be difficult access. You can actually just roll them in and, that was, that was a big thing. And I, and I actually liked the SX quite a bit for helping my, me.
0: Find honestly, that's my favorite. If I had to pick like one dental tool yeah. <laughs> to the end of days, that would be the SX file. Like I love that. thing. <laughs> yeah.
1: To open that MB2 up just to get that. It's it. And to even find it, it helps so much. Yeah, uh,
0: No, I love that file a lot. Um, and what are you up to Are you doing like, st- like lateral condensation still, or are you guys using like, yeah, it's lateral.
1: Yeah. yeah. Um, you know master cone with the it usually fits pretty good, and I'm not a big fan of sticking accessories down,
0: mm-hmm. so I
1: just tend to like burn the gutter perker off deeper so I can't get accessories down it anymore. And
0: just pack it, yeah,
1: just pack it that way, yeah. Um,
0: okay, nice. And are you yeah, using just loops, I, I, or I, do you guys have a microscope there?
1: No, it's just loops. I got three and a half times, um, designed for vision ones, the prismatic or something, okay. quite nice, I, I yeah, like them,
0: yeah i think it's pretty good i have three and a half too i think it works pretty well for most things
1: yeah like there's definitely times where you're like man i could use some more magnification yeah Uh, there has never been a time when like this is too close (laughs) yeah Yeah. but what sort of um sealer are you using uh
0: so we just have uh, ah plus still, like the ones that we use in melbourne yeah is that
1: the still an auto mix or how are you
0: um i think it comes as two like two pastes and you just mix it Two pastes, yeah yeah, okay. yeah i think it's pretty much similar to what we had in uh in melbourne there um yeah it's cool to see like um because when i first started off working um i was at this office and it was just like i don't know like the previous owner just loved like buying and trying out different materials mm-hmm. so we just had so much like we had like five different like bonding systems like bunch of different composites and i was like a bit lost i'm like i don't even know like what to use anymore so um luckily like the offices i work at now they're more sort of like just stick to one thing yeah um so it's nice and and i feel like a home and one of the offices we just use like uh the clear fill se bond yeah. so that's like we we train on that system so i feel like i just love using like um so i'm still a pure like h prime uh, prime bond yep. kind of guy yeah yeah
1: yeah, yeah for sure yeah, that's like I, I found a lot of the products I'm using were the same ones that I did in school.
0: Yeah, you just the have that comfort, dis- comfort with them, I guess.
1: I don't use Vitribond anymore. I switched it to Limelight just because it's right from the pen. I can dispense it, but yeah. instead of mixing.
0: Yeah, we have um, Iona seal here that we use. Iona,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. I got that too. Mm-hmm. I just, I don't know. Limelight, <laughs> just easier to say, I guess. I don't yeah.
0: know. <laughs> Do you know what I miss a lot? Like I don't, I don't know if you guys use it. Is like just GIC, and like no one uses oh, I, it here. I, bought,
1: I got some. Did yeah. you?
0: What is it like the I, same like, capsule form amalgamator? or you have like a different?
1: Hundred percent the same. So you can get Fuji two LC is the one I got, yeah. And then um, Fuji seven is it's called Fuji triage. Okay. So I got Fuji triage, yeah. Because it's and I find I'm using the Fuji triage more than I am the LC um for the fuji 2
0: mm-hmm.
1: uh, just as a temporary is you know something i even got the pink one and the rep's like are you sure it comes in white i'm like no no give me the pink it's one for endo i love that yeah
0: because <laughs> we just use like cavit here and it's just like not as good at all um, yeah
1: we had um tempit.
0: Tempit, yeah um because i had like a the other day i had like a 91 year old patient he had all these like root carries and stuff like few teeth remaining just okay. sort of and I'm just like, I don't know, like, I'm not going to use, like, I had to use composite. We didn't have anything else really to use. Uh, mm-hmm. And it would have been just like a perfect JIC case just to, just to restore those like root carriers there. Um, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So sort of the other thing I wanted to talk to you about um, was sort of like coping mechanisms. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and this is like, for me personally, I get so like when I have like a, I mean, I'm not super busy like anyways, so it's not like I have, like, too many high days, but there's some days that I'm, like, busy, and I'm just, like, you know, and it's not even the money thing. It's just you're busy, you're, like, productive, you come home, you feel like you actually, like, um, accomplished something and, and got to, yeah. like, you know, get better or get more experience. So, when I have, like, a day where, like, the schedule just, like, falls, falls apart, falls apart or, or, like, it's not fully booked to begin with, I get, like, so down. Like, I need to, like, like equilibrate equilibri- equilibri- a bit better <laughs> and not, <laughs> not get so high and not get so down, like, after, like, a slow day. So I I wonder, like, what do you, like, do you have that kind of, have you ever had that kind of thing? Or, and if you do, um, like, you know, sort of how did you overcome it? Or, like, what do you do to, like, cope with those kind of things? Or just, like, a (laughs) stressful day in general?
1: Yeah, stressful day. Um, So the days for me, if, you know, they're usually fully booked. It's very, very rare when I have a time slot not booked. Um. But it's the no-shows or the cancellations or the yeah. chronic cancellations or the you know, the ones that you have booked because they're like oh I I want to do this amount of work in one day so you're like okay we'll do your root canal we'll do your extraction we'll do a filling and all that That's so you the, book out a like
0: slight, yeah 10,
1: yeah big big unit of time and then um, they don't show or the, or the ones that you're helping out or the ones that are on major disability or any of that stuff and you're trying to do them a favor you you know you think you're doing them a favor and then they don't show so it's those ones that i don't i don't know how you cope with it you know you just laugh it off and (laughs) you know you talk to other dentists you know that's the nice thing for me is there's other one other people around you talk to them and
0: that's such a luxury to have because and you know yeah one one of the reasons I yeah sorry go ahead
1: in those cases where i do have a major time slot because other guys are you know they got Three columns or four columns or what they're working. Um, it's all, Some of them might just have a spec exam where it's just like, yeah, you broke your tooth. We can temp it for you today or you can go see Scott right now and he can fully fix it for you. So it, it's a good,
0: that's a good no system. kind of
1: practice that, that way. You know, so that helps.
0: Yeah. I think that's, I mean, it's such a nice thing that you have to, uh, that you're around other dentists. Um, uh, and this is honestly one of the reasons I started this podcast was because like when I go to work, I'm always alone and it gets pretty like lonely like you're just like if someone cancels and you just have like two hours you kind of like by yourself um uh, yeah. i'm just like on, like on my phone or like just check, like watching like youtube videos or trying to be productive as best as possible yeah. um yeah. but it's nice that you can like yeah have that time to like you know talk with other dentists at least or have someone go to like
1: what they're doing or go back to the lab and see how your your crowns or their yeah. crowns are looking and yeah it's
0: you have, man i'm easier. so jealous you have such a like sweet setup yeah, it, no. Get me it, to Abbotsford, British Columbia. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, I, honestly, I I couldn't have asked for better. You couldn't have written out better of how it worked
0: out for me. So yeah, it's incredible. Um, that's that's a great man. So what's um so, for- what uh since you have the lab there, um, do you have any yep. tips for like workflow? Cause I like say if um if I had like, a case the other week where I was just doing some like anterior buildups with composite. Yep. And you know, like on like, Instagram and like Facebook and stuff, like everyone has all these like fancy like putty, like they do the wax up and then they get the yeah. putty index and then they like yeah they do like the shell and the layering and all that and it looks so good. Um, so I was thinking, like, have you done anything like that? And because you have the lab there, like, is there tips of like how you sort of, like, do you do your own wax up or do you just take an impression, send it to the lab and they do a wax up for you? Like, how does that work or how have you been doing it?
1: Yeah, I, I have the option. I definitely have the option to do get the lab to make the wax up on that. I think I've only done it once. Um, again, it's just the the patient base that I'm seeing is a lot of emergencies, a lot of, I, I chipped my tooth, I had trauma, I broke my front tooth. You know, you can't be like, okay, let me uh, take an impression of this. Let me go wax it up. <laughs> let me do a putty key. I'll see you next week and we can start to rebuild it. No, it's a lot. So what I've I've been doing is using a celluloid strip. Yep. And then using my back of my finger of holding it there and then use flowable.
0: That's what I do. Yeah. And,
1: and then make the back shell with the flowable and then go around that way. Like I'm getting a lot better at carving, carving composite back to make it look good more than placing it in ideal, you know, four layers and all that stuff. Yeah. And, yeah.
0: I'm just saying, and it goes back to my impatience. Like I'll just put a chunk of composite on and then I'll just spend time cutting it back. I find it a yeah. more, uh, quicker. Okay, yeah. that's pretty cool. Yeah, I need to, I want to start doing, and do you do any like uh, photography of your work? Like do you have a camera and all that? Or yeah.
1: We got an intraoral and just for documenting cracks and whatnot. Yeah. Um, that is on the wish list. Mm-hmm. Uh, go buy a camera and start doing that sort of work. Yeah. Um, you know, we, there is a camera there. We, we do have an orthodontist that comes in to do uh, our ortho cases. Um, okay, nice. So there is that opportunity. I would like to do more of it just for the fact of how many, how much you see if, you know, if you post a picture and you're like, oh, that's actually kind of shit. So. Yeah. <laughs>
0: <That's laughs> Got to do better than that. It, it actually helps a lot. Um, so I started like my, um, I know you're not super active on like uh, Instagram and stuff, but um, yeah. so I started like the Newbie Dentist Instagram page maybe like, yeah. three months back and i've been because i I did it a bit in dental school too just like posting all my extractions and stuff yeah Um, yeah, yeah. but now that i get to do more variety of stuff apart from just extractions i've been posting those up and it's it's cool because one is like it makes me want to do better work to begin with um so like i'll do like i'll take the extra time to like do a rubber dam and like do all that instead of just kind of going through the motion and just getting it done but um you get better too because you get some feedback and again like because you're making it public and other people are seeing it you want it to be good so I think mm-hmm. it's a, it's a pretty good thing to improve and improve your skills. You oh, know, definitely. Doing that kind of stuff. That's awesome. Now
1: on that side of things, how do you talk to a patient when you're pulling out your iPhone and you're like, hang on, I'm just got to take a picture of that.
0: <laughs> no one's honestly like, and I was, I was talking to a, so I interviewed this guy in Scotland. Uh, he's a fifth, yep. uh, second year associate in like Edinburgh. Okay. Uh, so he sent me this cool uh, consent form that he made up for his patients Oh Um, so it's kind of like, it's like a tiered system. So like the, so the patient will, so it's like ABC and A is like, uh, we can use these pictures for like social media marketing and all that. Um, second tier is like, we can use this for like, um, educational purposes only. And then Mm -hmm. third is only for like your own file, for your own records basically. Yeah. Um, but I haven't, I, I've been pretty bad. I haven't, I don't really get consent. So (laughs) I need to, (laughs) I, and it's, I don't know. I have like a, pretty good rapport with patients most of the time and you can yeah like I can you can gauge the patient right you're like you're not gonna if there's some like 70 year old like stern guy you're not gonna be like can I get her a picture of this like <laughs> if it's like someone younger and stuff it's so ingrained in like our society now to just take a picture that no one even like questions me honestly um i'll just stop and like i just need to grab a picture of this and like yeah sure and i just like take off my glove like i'll grab my that's the only thing i go through a lot of gloves so to, yeah yeah, I need, yeah. To, <laughs> I need to sort out a better system for that but um yeah uh, luckily no one really says anything about that so but i think it would be more more legitimate with like a better camera it would seem like more more uh scientific maybe
1: yeah i don't know the iphone takes pretty good pictures yeah <laughs>
0: So yeah, try it out. I think you'll be surprised. Most people are pretty pretty cool with it. So,
1: like, I'll I'll do the photos of extracted teeth or photos of X-rays and then talk to friends about them. Yeah, but not of mid work or anything like that. There yeah. was one good. There was one really good um, extraction that I did. It was you know a lower wisdom tooth and it had those roots that made it look like it was running. That yeah. like curved oh, yeah. to it. Rolled that guy out without sectioning and really? it just came out. Beautifully and... I wanted to take a picture of the tooth, but the guy wanted to keep the tooth at the same time, yeah. so packaged it up, sent it home, and had to suffice with a picture of the X-ray. But yeah,
0: <laughs> that's fine. Mean, that's that's the awkward ones too, because like I'll do the extraction, and uh, it's usually like behind the patient, like on the bracket table or whatever. Yeah. Um. So I'll, I'll and I don't have my phone on me, so I like, have to run out and <laughs> grab my phone. Come in. I'm like kind of sneaking a picture like, behind their back. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but so it's good. So you're doing because I you mentioned earlier like you wanted to start getting into more wisdom teeth so have you been doing that more and more now or
1: yeah so that was you know i haven't done again any of those courses or anything but it's picking ones that are slightly that i think are going to be a bit harder a little bit more difficult because the guys i'm with they've been doing it for so long and they're you know don't worry if you're having any trouble just come get us and we'll help you out and there's no you know real risk for it so it's slowly progressing with harder and harder ones rather than just taking like partially erupted or erupted upper eights out or something on a 19 year old or, you know, the easy one. But, um, yeah, where you actually maybe raising a flap and I don't like dealing with the upper ones for some reason that if you have to raise a flap, I just,
0: yeah, it's interesting. I'm the same way actually. Now they mention it. Um, So what's your criteria then? Like, do you do you have to like see it in the mouth a little bit, like a cusp of it at least, or um, like for, uh, for, the lower, for the for the lowers? I mean,
1: for the lowers, yeah, I like to be able to feel it. Like mm-hmm. sometimes you can feel the cusp of it under the gums. That that's okay, depending how it's uh, oriented. Is it horizontal? Is it vertical? Mm-hmm. That sort of thing. Um, but yeah, mostly if it's visible. If I got to do a little bit of flap or a little bit of bone removal, I'm quite happy to do that. Yeah. But if I'm going in there kind of guessing where it's at, I don't I don't like the feeling yeah, of that. It's
0: a bit tricky. So, you're pretty comfortable like sectioning the teeth and stuff as well? I, it took
1: just... me a while. It took me a while. I was very I'm always always on the conservative side. Yeah. So, I was always hesitant to remove bone. and I was always hesitant to, you know, make things bigger to have better access. Mm mm-hmm. Mhm. I don't know mentally I just thought if I make it small and work small then it'll be less post-op complications or any of those issues but yeah that's usually not it really doesn't matter but
0: um, yeah I guess I've I mean you hear that too like the size of the flap doesn't matter too much in the recovery right it's more yeah just the fact that there is a flap or not kind of thing
1: yeah healing time's the same depending no matter on what size you did it's yeah. just so yeah it's it's growing I like doing I like the extractions especially as a new grad because Mm -hmm. it's you know you're done like you know okay I got the tooth (laughs) out like I have success here that's that's kind of the criteria right the immediate success
0: yeah
1: yeah it's not doing a root canal where it's like well let's wait 12 months to see if this thing heals (laughs) or you know it's even fillings where you're like yeah that was a lot of decay I think I did a good job I don't it looked good on the x-ray but who knows we'll see if he needs a root canal or any of that stuff so yeah
0: and how's that i wonder because i haven't i'm just starting to see that now like you get the first sort of cycle yeah. of like recalls coming back and yeah and yeah. there's x-rays evidence of your work now and you're like oh god like, <laughs> i hope it's like no massive overhang or something um, yeah how's that been because it's
1: like I, yeah i've had to redo two of my fillings since seeing yeah. the x-ray and be like wow that's awful. I That's can do a bad. better job. That's a good number. Or, or the, the learning ones where it's a very deep margin and you thought you had the margin, but the Toffelmeyer or whatever band system you're using mm-hmm. clicked up a bit. So you get that little bit of a ledge, not an overhang, but
0: yeah, I mean,
1: that subgingival ledge where you're like, no, that you got to redo that one. Mm-hmm. There was one where the patient came in pain and a large amount of decay, cleaned it all out, a lot of blood, a lot of, you know, all that mm-hmm. stuff going on. Um. Sealed it off to what I thought was good, and she was in for the hygiene check like a month later, and saw the X-ray. I'm like, no, we gotta clean the margin a bit more and redo it. Patients, I haven't had anyone accuse me of doing anything wrong yet, but um,
0: yeah. Well, I mean, that's if anything, that that builds goodwill because if you're not gonna obviously like charge them for that, you're just like, I want to do that better for you. Like, I yeah, I think they'll appreciate that in the long run, really. Um, Yeah. What uh, what do you do for, um we're nerding out a bit here, but, uh, so like when you do, do you use flow and if you do like, say if you have like a, like a class to, um, do you put a bit of flow and cure it or do you just put a bit of flow and then, yeah. um, just like sort of do like injection molding kind of style. Yeah. Um, how do you do that kind of thing? How do you layer it?
1: Uh, yeah. So I do my flow, um, and then take an explorer or something to get down into the edges. And I kind of like bringing, I, I feel like I'm sealing all the edges with yeah. the flow. So I, Drag it up and over and around, mm-hmm. um, and then I do uh, comp uh,
0: Okay, and you don't think that. it doesn't show up like radiolucent on the like, bite wings and stuff? The flow?
1: No, that, that was the one main thing looking at, which flow is actually more radio opaque.
0: Okay. To nice. make sure, so, yeah, yeah,
1: to look good. I've also got uh, Surefill, Surefill Plus, I think, or whatever their newest one was, um, where it's a bulk fill flow. Oh, nice. So, so like a uh, root canal, deep, deeper sort of margins where, and it kind of flows into those. Where mm-hmm. I know I'm like, okay, I'm just going to kind of pump it in here and seal it off. And I, the, again, the radio opacity of that is really, really nice.
0: Okay, nice. Yeah, I need to get one of those uh, bulk fill flows. That'd be my problem is I'd be too lazy and to i just like fill up like the whole box and just put a bit of composite on top and call it a day. But you know what? That, that's what they say you can do with it. Yeah, so. no, yeah. No, I've been because we use uh, like we heat up our composite, which like I never oh. had experience like in like dental school and stuff, obviously. No. Um, so it's pretty nice. I have I use like bulk fill composite. So what I do is um, I just put a couple of drops of flow just to mm-hmm. just so it's underneath the composite and I can I don't cure it. And then I kind of you basically like push in the we yeah. use like the carrier guns kind of thing. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And you like a, like like shove it in the box. A bit more uh, delicately than shove it, but, <laughs> um, and I kind of just let it backfill. Like I use the pressure of it to like kind of like backfill me out of the box. Um, uh, yeah. and it's been, uh, it works pretty nice. It's really quick and you get a nice yeah. result. There's no like voids or, um, deficiencies and stuff either. Like when I take the radiographs usually. So yeah, it's been working out pretty good.
1: Do you find you get a lot more flash like around the gingiva? Around I, the, do, I, yeah, g- I do. Yeah, I do. But
0: like, I don't know. It doesn't take that long to like clean that up. I feel like, so no, um, and once you get your like system down, um, so say if I'm doing like a whole quadrant, I, I usually like, uh, go through with like a flame burr, flame shaper. Yeah. And I just do all their flashes and then I go back and I do all the clues, kind of thing. So yeah, of, like kind yeah. of streamline it a bit. Um, what about Perio? Uh, you mentioned that off the top a little bit. Um, yeah, I feel like I do like absolutely zero Perio, like in any regard. I think so. it, <laughs> like, what are you doing? I, like, are you doing like d- graphs and di- stuff or like,
1: no i i don't pick up i hardly pick up a scaler or you know it's yeah that sort of stuff but with the hy, like the difference between here in australia is the hygienist
0: yeah of course That's we work huge.
1: with phenomenal hygienists and they're doing a fantastic job of monitoring and assessing and all that stuff and you just kind of most of it is in the hygiene department of talking to the patient of talking to the hygienist is the pockets responding are we still seeing you know bleeding on probing at six mils. Should we be referring to a periodontist or uh, gum grafts again and talking about that? But it's, I really like that because you still have to focus on it for all your work. But Having the hygienist being able to take care of it. And then you're just get into the more complex treatment instead of, you know, in school, You, you weren't allowed to do a crown on a tooth with like what four mil pocketing or something like that. Yeah. And you're like, oh, okay. Then you spend your three months cleaning it. And yeah, then you, you know. School year's done. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Well, <laughs> oh, that was good. Um, yeah,
0: that's awesome. So do you do any, um, like, grafting or any, like, um, like soccer preservation or any, any, kind of, any of that kind of stuff? Or
1: I, I haven't yet, no. no. Um, because I refer out to get the implant place, I always have the conversation before taking the tooth out. If they want to do the implant, I'll send them to the, whoever's doing the implant for the extraction at the same time. So yeah. they can do it. Um, so I haven't found, I do want to start doing it, but it's the cost, you know, a lot of the patients that are having the extractions tend not to be on insurance or having the extractions in a, in an area where a tooth replacement would be nice. Yeah. Um, they're usually not an insurance. So, you know, you're just tacking on extra costs to them
0: for yeah, it's tricky. Cause why, I, yeah, cause you want to, yeah, I, because I work in an emergency setting like on the weekend on Sundays. Um, so it's hard cause they're not our patients, right? It's just like an emergency office. So people, oh, from, okay. people from everywhere just come in. Um, yeah. so obviously like we don't, we're not trying to like poach patients or anything like that. So we say, and I always say like, I can take this out today, but if you're planning on like getting an implant in the future, um, it's generally speaking better for whoever's going to be taking it out to do it so they can plan around that. Yes. Um, yeah. Yeah. So it's good that you do that. Um, I know you mentioned a while back, we were talking like your office and the, the guys you work with, they do a lot of like free dentistry for people who like can't afford it or, um, or are in need. Um, yeah. How's that working out again? Like um, sort of, do you sort of like have like an approval system? Like they have to talk to them if you want to do it yourself or um, no, is there something like leeway? Like it's up to you. If you want to do it, you can do it for this guy or free if you want.
1: Yeah. Again, the guys there are fantastic. So they've kind of given me the free, free will to, to do it. So of course there's going to be some cases um, that come across. I have a, a, a guy, not a not a kid, but a guy with down syndrome. Yeah. One of my best. One of my best patients, mm-hmm. super nice, super friendly, always wanting to do a high five and a thumbs up or something, <laughs> you know, something like that. Yeah. Fantastic. Guy. But you know, he came in and he was only on BC dental. So he only had, I, think, I don't even know if it was a thousand a year or a thousand every two years. Yeah. And he needed, I think we've done four or five root canals and just f- five surface fillings on a lot of his teeth. We had to talk about, do we try and save them? Do we, look at taking things out and went through a lot of it. And Mm -hmm. we finally decided saying, let's, let's do our best. Let's do everything we possibly can to keep these teeth. Yeah. We're we're not going to charge anything to the parent or the caretaker or any of that stuff. So it's one of those where you're just doing good work for patients that need it, um, that otherwise can afford it. Mm -hmm. I, I hate, the feeling when you're like, you know, especially, let's say it's a a one, four, um, when the patient's like, Oh, I can't afford a root canal. So let's take the tooth out. And you're like, this is not a good idea. This is, let's, let's work something out. Like help me help you kind of idea. Right.
0: That's so amazing, Um, man. I really respect that. I need, because I, I mean, obviously all of us face those situations, right. Where money is such a, such a barrier for a lot of people. And like it influences what they do. Yeah. Um, Yeah. So yeah, that's so like I need to start doing that I think cuz it's I feel so bad like they come in and you know it happens everywhere like around like North America probably where people are just like yeah, I just rip it out like I can't get a root canal, I can't afford that yep. or um yeah, that's yeah, cool. and
1: yeah, and a root canal isn't just a root canal, like it's it's an expensive treatment process because you got the root canal and then if you're charging a buildup, if you're charging a post or, yeah, then you you know, you're like, ideally you get a crown on it. So, you know, a a molar root canal that you charge 800 bucks is actually probably about, you know, $2,500 worth of treatment at all said and done for the one tooth.
0: Yeah. So if something like, would you do like a, what if stuff that has like a lab bill, would you just charge the lab bill or even? Yeah. 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 Yeah,
1: I, 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 I don't, think it's right for me to
0: pay out of, pocket. Pay out of yeah. pocket
1: for it like i'm willing to do my time and my services and yeah you know, at the same time yeah maybe i should be charging something because we're using products and that stuff but um,
0: yeah. but i mean if you're in an environment that supports that that's so awesome that you get to yeah. uh you don't have the pressure of like you know overhead costs and like that kind of stuff influencing influencing your decisions um, that's yeah. amazing man that kind of like that motivated me i want to start doing that a bit more if i can
1: um or again another good one is um nitrous patients don't or, or minimize the charge for the nitrous because i think it's like 40 bucks every 15 minutes right
0: yeah, yeah that's and hard. the
1: patients that are needed are so dental phobic already that just you're going to scare them away with higher higher bills and a yeah. lot of the insurances is, isn't going to cover it so you you tell them okay i'm going to you're gonna be on it for an hour, but we'll only charge you for fifteen minutes or something you know, something like that.
0: So Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. Um That's cool, man. You like you're such a pure guy, like it's incredible. Like, I feel like so terrible right now, like listening to you like <laughs> No, look, I, I
1: like if And here, here's the thing, like with the clinic it's everything evens out, right? You're you're going to get those like such a diverse community from low to high income. So just do a lot of work and don't overcharge on the, the simple things and you know bill accordingly for the, the hard things. So it's everything works out and you just gotta be happy that you're doing it.
0: That's perfect man. That's such a good positive like outlook and it's gonna like definitely translate into you having such a like, successful and like happy career. So I'm really like proud of you for that man. That's incredible. <laughs> excellent i need to yeah <laughs> need to, do you, like,
1: do, you do, do you do much or like
0: I man like what i feel like i do nothing now like my <laughs> like the extent of like my i mean people who like genuinely can't afford it or like don't have insurance yeah um like the people that actually have no insurance like i feel bad for because it, it is expensive like if, even if you just come in for an exam and and like you know, a two surface filling or something, it's going to end up costing them like, you know, $300 or something like that. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So people who don't have insurance or, and I mean, the office is, that's the thing. I think the office has to be really on board. Like the office I work at in, uh, in Barry, which is more established. It's got like a really established patient base and the front desk, like they know, they know the patients like their family, right? So yeah. um, the front desk will tell me like, Oh, so-and-so is coming in. You know, they're like a mother of four. They don't have insurance and like do what you can and like yep. in those like obviously like i'll i'll discount everything right that i do and like um or if i do like a four surface filling i'll charge like a one surface filling or something like that yeah um yeah, yeah. but yeah no i want to do more of it because it's it yeah it just feels good man like it, just to do that and to give back to people and um but yeah the thing you said that really like um sort of motivated me was with like the one four example that you give um to like not extract that tooth and try and save it yeah. Because uh, it makes such a big difference in their life afterwards. Like it might be a sort of a quick decision that they make on the spot. Yep. Uh, but that gap is like it's not easy to replace later on or, or no. inexpensive, right? It's going to be pretty pricey. Um, so, yeah, I think that's that's incredible. I want to start doing that a bit more. Um, and
1: the way you can do it too is, you know, if you're charging whatever it is, let's say 200 bucks for the extraction, but it was going to be 400 bucks for the root canal. Mm-hmm charge them the 200 for the root canal, like yeah. say, okay, or especially in compromised cases, like how many times that you're like, well, there's a crack in the tooth. It's heading down the root canal a little bit, um, but it's up to you if you want to fill it and we can see how long it lasts. And you just lay it out for the patient that there, there's a good chance it's going to fail. But if it fails, whatever you pay for that procedure, I'm going to take that. We'll refund the difference, but we'll put it towards taking the tooth outers. You know, at least that way they don't feel like they're wasting their money either.
0: Yeah.
1: And it, and it's learning for you. Like, I don't know how long things are going to last. Like, exactly. I know we talked about it before with crowns of, I don't know when a tooth really needs a crown. Like, let's be honest. <laughs> There's a crack in the tooth. Like, okay, root canal. Yeah. Get a crown. But when you're starting to see that hairline crack, just running down the buckle or something yeah. or over the marginal ridge, you're like, In an ideal world, yeah, that gets a crown. But when does it need a crown, or how long does it ever need a crown, or is it ever? You know, I don't know these things, and Mm -hmm. I I hate to. I don't like to sell. I don't like. I had a patient actually accuse me of not trying to sell her a crown, which was awkward. but
0: not trying to sell? (laughs) Yeah,
1: yeah. I was like, you know, the tooth is getting some wear. There's a big filling in it, and you know, maybe in a year or two uh, we look at putting a crown on it or something. like she came back and she's like, "Why won't you put a crown on it now? Like, why aren't
0: you trying to sell me the crown?" I was like, that's gotta be like you're probably one of the only people that gets like, "Well, yeah. sure, we can do the crown, but that's amazing, man. That's incredible. <laughs> that's good. No, I want it. Like, yeah, no, I'm gonna. That's actually really like changed my mindset of things. I'm gonna try. And you know, like even when you said start doing free stuff, like my mind, like I'm, I'm a bit more like entrepreneurial. So I was like. Um, I was like, maybe I'll start discounting procedures that I want to do more of just to get to do yeah. it. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I don't know if like, that's like absolutely good or absolutely. bad. I like, if I want to do more root canals, I'd be like, listen, I'll charge you like the same price as I would for the EXO, but let me do a root canal on there. And then, uh, yeah, we'll put the
1: filling in and, and we'll see how long you get out of it. Yeah. And, and then if you get an insurance in a year or two, then maybe we look at doing the crown for you. Yeah. I guess. But, um, no, like, uh, you remember Brandon from my year, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, if I, I've been keeping in touch with him, and is he he's in, doing crazy in Texas. the
0: U.S. now, or is still in Australia? No,
1: he's um down in Launceston, or just outside of Launceston. Okay. So down in Tasmania. Oh wow. Yeah. yeah. Got got a practice, or he's associate down there, or something. But of course, his main drive the entire time was implants, right? Yeah. So he's basically covering his lab bills and his everything to be doing implants. But I think he, he was saying he, he's, he's been doing quite well and a lot of patients are going ahead with treatment and he's getting the experience that he wants and patients are happy with the price.
0: So that's great. I think that's, that's what I got to start doing a bit more, just discount it and to get the procedures and get the experience. Cause it's a win-win, yep. right? The patient gets what they ideally need. Cause you're not trying to like just push yep. stuff just for the sake of doing it. But, um, you they get that sort of more ideal treatment and you get to do it and yeah it's a win-win because at this point in our careers it's like we're not trying to get rich overnight right like it's a no it's a marathon so no no yeah i think that's incredible i think i'm gonna start uh, doing these things a bit more
1: i definitely you know again it's a lot of learning for you it's a lot of how long is this going to last how hard like you know, subgingival margins on crowns, or a, a tooth is actually broke, and you're doing the root canal on post and planning on a crown. And you're like, you know, the simplest, successful way is to take the tooth out and do a bridge for you. Yeah. Or or implant or something. But I don't know how long this is going to last. Let let let's try and let's see. And, yeah. And mm-hmm. especially for me, if I'm planning or at least the mindset of staying in the one place for a while, it gives you the opportunity to see things fail
0: yeah and i think that's so valuable too because yeah if you're going to be jumping around from like associateship to associateship uh yeah you don't know the quality of your work right so no no yeah, you don't know how long how long things last that's awesome man thanks a lot for uh it's been really informative for me um and I hopefully like people listening that's it's good for them too they get the different perspective of things um you're just like I like like i I mean we knew each other for a bit beforehand, but like my my first experience with you like as like a dentist or a clinician was um, I don't know if you remember this, I had like a patient and I was in third year, um yeah, and this guy I did like a f like a pretty deep filling and then it ended up being yeah. fl- flaring up, and I gave him so because you were a year ahead of me, right, so you guys were allowed to do endo and we weren't yet, so yeah. um, I sent him to you, and then you did the endo and then you sent him back to me to do the crown, um but yeah, just like reading your notes afterwards like because we had a uh, paper file still back back then right oh god yeah and i was reading your notes and i'm like man like who wrote this like it's like impeccable
1: <laughs> you know the funny thing you should say that my assistant is following you on um instagram now oh yeah nice and she's reading your notes and she's like oh my god he sounds just like you
0: <laughs> it's a melbourne uni uh, school of thought right <laughs>
1: yeah exactly
0: (laughs) that's awesome man yeah so I respect you a lot as a dentist like keep up the good work Um, yeah like you yeah you motivated me today so that's that's exactly why I do this kind of things right just to connect with good people and and learn from them so uh, thanks a lot for your time and and hopefully we can uh, do this from time to time and catch up and and uh, get re-motivated again from you if I'm I'm slacking off on my my good dentistry (laughs)
1: excellent no it was a pleasure and honestly all the best in what you're doing here so i think i'll be listening and following you forward
0: thanks a lot man i appreciate it say hi to the wife and uh, yeah yeah i'm going to australia actually dan is graduating um from med school in a couple of weeks nice uh, so i'm going back to melbourne for about 10 days uh end of next month uh, so that should be pretty good looking forward to that get, yeah get some nice weather uh, yeah we're still up in the air so um I'm somewhat still content. Like I might be moving back to Australia actually um, like next year. Okay. Uh, We're just waiting to see like what happens for her residency and everything. Um, So it's a bit tough. Like uh, it's hard because I'm always such a like a future planner and like, like goal driven person, but I kind of can't do that right now. So I'm kind of like up in the air with like where I'm going to end up. So Um, that's why I sort of started this thing as a side hobby to keep me going and keep me sort of motivated (laughs) until I sort of know what I'm going to be doing more long term.
1: Yeah, I know. Jenna and I had the exact same conversation. Yeah. Uh, staying there and experience and all that stuff. But it, it does, for us, it felt like the end game was back back home, for back sure. here. So yeah. it was like, let's just get back there and build the friend base and everything back up back here and, and go from there. So Yeah,
0: no, it's awesome. And you guys are doing great. Um, you're in a great situation too, so. I'm uh, yeah. super happy for you and uh, yeah, I'm excited. Hopefully, hopefully I can follow suit in the next couple of years and sort of get more established. But um, yeah, it's been awesome, man. Thanks a lot for giving me some time on your day off. No uh, I know you mentioned you got some good weather out there, so hopefully you can get out there yeah. and, and have some fun before, uh, before dinner starts for you guys. <laughs> you break some leaves. <laughs> <laughs> all the adulting. Good job. With all the adulting.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> awesome, man. Uh, take care.
1: Yeah, cheers. Take care.